Coming up, a big battle between the Gamecocks and the number five volunteers. This is Locked On Game to Game SEC. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game SEC, local experts taking you from game to game in week 12 of the NCAA season. I'm your host, Jordan Black, and thank you for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Florida Gators had won two in a row before traveling to Vanderbilt Saturday. They gave up 41 to the Commodores in a loss, and Locked On Gators tells you how Vandy beat Florida for the first time in nine matchups. Well, um, the Florida Gators have lost to the Vanderbilt Commodores for the second time in my life. Uh, first time was 2013. First time they've ever lost at Vanderbilt in my life in a horrible, horrible football game where I, I don't like to be dramatic. I think everyone involved should be ashamed of themselves. Um, yeah, there were some great plays made by people like Dejon Reynolds had the game of his life. Anthony Richardson had a horrible game. Running game had a horrible game. Offensive line had a bad game. It was a bad football game by every stretch of the word, and Florida should be ashamed of themselves. Coaching should be ashamed of themselves. Players should be ashamed of themselves. Everybody should feel horrible. That being said, Nick Saban had UAB and ULM. Uh, Kirby Smart had Vanderbilt. Billy Napier has Vanderbilt. This is not indicative of anything. It is just one of those games where team did not show up. It was a crappy game. We should be mad. You should be mad if you're a Florida Gators fan. But at the same time, this team has been inconsistent all year. Maybe we got a little ahead of ourselves by having actually good games back-to-back-to-back, but or back-to-back. But it, it is what it is. Florida Gators, 6-5, and five, still making a bowl game. They're still going to be there. It's just probably a little bit of a worse bowl game. Got Florida State. Next week, we're going to talk about <laughs> this game more than I want to on Lockdown Gators. All of the top five teams in the nation got a scare this week, but number one Georgia avoided an upset in a low-scoring battle at Kentucky. Lockdown Bulldogs looks at how the Wildcats contain the Georgia offense. Georgia fans, it was never in doubt. Kirby does not care about style points one bit. Neither should you. He does this every single year against Kentucky. We won by two scores, and he was laughing the entire game because he knows we're still the number team, number one team. And everyone else that is trying to make this a big deal, stop. We're going to have instant reaction for you later tonight. Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game SEC. I'm your host, Jordan Black. Thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Texas A&M pulled away in the second half against UMass to get its first win in nearly two months. Locked on Aggies reviews the victory for us. It was sloppy, it was cold, and it was wet. And I'm not even talking about the weather in College Station. What's up, guys? It's Joey Ikes of Locked on Aggies. And the Aggies beat the UMass Minutemen 20-3 on Saturday, breaking a six-game losing streak. And it was very obvious throughout the game that AM was the better team, even if three fumbles in UMass territory, a bunch of problems with weather and footing and missed field goals and all that kind of stuff caused a bunch of problems that kept the score from reflecting it. 
the game really wasn't as close as the 20 to three score would lead you to believe out other than one scoring drive by the Minutemen at the end of the first and early second quarter. The Aggies defense held up incredibly well, held UMass to two of 11 on third down and and something like 2.8 yards per carry on the ground. Connor Wigman was the star of the game despite the conditions, managed to throw for close to 300 yards and ran for close to 100. Overall, good game for AM. Not what you would want to see against a team like UMass, but considering the weather conditions, Definitely an improvement from what we've seen over the last couple of weeks, even without Evan Stewart and Devon A. Chain. Stick to Locked on Aggies this week for more coverage from this game as we get ready for the big matchup against LSU this week. Ole Miss went down big in the first half to Arkansas and ended up with its third loss of the season, this time to the Razorbacks. Locked on Rebels looks at why Ole Miss couldn't stop Arkansas on the road. Hey, the Arkansas Razorbacks dispatched of the Ole Miss Rebels 42-27 on the SEC Network Saturday night. I'm Stephen Willis, host of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You know, it was a weird game. Three 200-yard rushers participated, but Arkansas jumped out to a 35-6 halftime lead when Ole Miss inexplicably just decided to be a drop-back passing team in the first half. But Ole Miss was able to come back and make it a little bit respectable, but all the news was about Lane Kiffin and how he would um, go with the Auburn job available. Even the SEC Network people were talking about which players he might take with him. So it was really weird. Anyway, for more information, check out the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, your team, every day. South Carolina picked up its biggest win of the season against number 5 Tennessee. Locked On Gamecocks recaps the upset that shakes up the whole college football playoff picture. The South Carolina Gamecocks just pulled off the biggest upset in the last few years against the Tennessee Volunteers. Hello everyone, this is Andrew Lyon of Locked On Gamecocks, checking in with you right here in williams Bryce Stadium. What an incredible atmosphere and what a night for South Carolina football. Spencer Rattler had a career game tonight, throwing for over 400 yards, and the offense just did whatever they wanted to Tennessee's defense tonight. And then the defense, listen, usually when you give up 38 points, it's not a very good night. Against Tennessee, it is a fantastic night. The Gamecocks came in here ready to fight, and they delivered it to the Tennessee Volunteers in every which way. I can't believe I'm saying that right now. I really did not see this game going this way, but it tells you how much this locker room believes in Shane Beamer and the vision he has for this program and its future. This is Andrew Lyon of Locked On Gamecocks, signing off for now, but you can bet I'm going to have a deeper reaction on all of this later tonight. Auburn scored 24 points in the second half without giving up any to Western Kentucky, making it a stress-free win over the Hilltoppers. Locked On Auburn recaps the win, which keeps the Tigers in the bowl game conversation. Good things happen when you run the ball with Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter. I'm Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn. The Auburn Tigers take down the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, more like the Hill Droppers. Their offense never really got going in the second half. Really saw a quarterback play, a lot of drops throughout their offense. They were close and, and, and they fought, but a strong, strong second half, including uh, both Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter getting over that 100-yard mark, which is exciting. And a DJ James, friend of the program, pick six to really seal 
the deal. We'll be talking about this, what it means for Carnell Williams and his legacy, and also what does it mean for the Auburn head coaching search. All that and more every single day on Locked on Auburn, your team every day. Well, that's all for today on Locked On Game to Game SEC. Thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Subscribe to Locked On SEC and your team's Locked On podcast for more football and basketball coverage every day of the week. Thanks for listening this week. I'm Jordan Black, and this has been Locked On Game to Game SEC.